0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to our third episode of Our Life in Books, where we are going to take a deep dive into Frankenstein and today, particularly the characters within the amazing jaw dropping story. I would like to welcome Gabby, Jess, and Rachel to the show as they will be helping me with analyzing the importance of numerous characters. Thank you guys for coming. Thank
1: you for having us.
0: So, I would like to start off with jump-starting with asking a question to Gabby. My question to you, Gabby, is do you think relationships and friendships are important to the development of any characters in the novel and to the development of the novel itself?
1: Um, definitely. I think um, Henry Clerval is actually a really important character to discuss. He is often, in my view, um, you know, underrated and overlooked, yet he plays such an important role in this novel. Um, He's always the person that Dr. Frankenstein is able to go to during his times of need Um, and closest companion. And I think his long relationship with Frankenstein really gives the reader a lot more insight into who Frankenstein is. Um, Without him, I don't think the readers would be able to connect with Frankenstein um, on a deeper level and understand the way um, things are. Really good points. Thank you. Um, So I also actually have a question for Jess, if that's okay. Um, Yeah. Do you think that there are any other characters or situations in the novel that directly affect Frankenstein as well? And if so, who do you think?
2: For sure. I think that what happened to William impacted Frankenstein greatly. So William is the youngest brother in Frankenstein's family, and he was murdered by the monster, which was Victor's own creation. So he's definitely riddled with guilt. And I think that Victor feels responsible for all the deaths going on because of his creation, especially especially since it's affecting his loved ones. And he's like struggling telling people about his dilemma. So he probably feels really alone in this whole process. And it's probably really difficult on his part not being able to be honest with people he cares about, such as Elizabeth, who's soon to be his wife.
1: That's a really good point. Really Really good good point.
2: point. Thank you. So I have a question for Rachel. Okay. Yes. So how does the relationship with the Delisa family impact the development of the monster throughout the story? So I think... In my opinion, I think the DeLacy family is one of
3: the most significant parts of the story when it comes to understanding the creature. I think the DeLacy family handling the relations with the monster makes him such a tragic character instead of just like a normal character in the story. The monster says in the book that... The biggest thing he learned from the family wasn't just like language and education, but it was learning how to love. And he honestly saw the DeLacy family as his own family because it is the only type of like kinsmanship and love he's found in his first years of his life. And when he goes to speak to the old man, he was very kind and gentle. And even the old man, as in the book, he says, the hearts of men are of brotherly love and charity which i think just shows that the man not seeing the monster showed him love no matter who he was and even when the family came back he was still trying to like clutch onto felix's leg begging him to save him and crying saying like i just want to be a part of this family and even though felix like shoots at him he The monster could have retaliated, but he didn't. And this shows that he isn't a violent, horrible monster, and he doesn't really want to hurt anyone, but he just gets beaten and neglected at every turn because of who he is. And if you notice throughout the story, he never kills a single person out of anger. He just kills people directly to his creator. And this goes back to Delici's the DeLacy family truly being his first family in his heart because they're the ones that educated and supported the monster for the first years of his life.
0: Um, wow, really good. Yeah, e- I like
3: that. So finally, I'm going to bring it back to the host with a question. Um, do you think that there are aspects of Frankenstein that were in- inevitably placed into the monster? If so, why? And what aspects? And if-, and if not, why not? Um, Additionally, do you think that there are aspects of the monster in Frankenstein? If so, why and if not,
0: why? Thank you so much, Rachel. Um, I would first like to start with a quote. And it's actually from the very beginning of the book when Walton is writing to his sister. But I think it reflects, um, most importantly, how Victor, Frankenstein, and the monster are, I think, one and the same. And the quote is, I desire the company of a man who could sympathize with me, whose eyes would reply to mine. And so I think it talks about that connection as both the Victor and the monster are suffering from some type of loneliness. And I think that's what we see throughout the entire book in its entirety. Um, When I was preparing for this podcast, I oftentimes asked myself, how can I answer this? And I find that through analyzing Victor Frankenstein, I have to also analyze how Victor Frankenstein and the monster and how they essentially went in the same. We see this um, constant cry for the attention from the monster suffering from loneliness, becoming his own Bryonic hero, as he, in a way or in some sense, is rebellious, arrogant, antisocial. He is exiled. He lives in the darkness. Um, in a sense, he's like a helpless romantic and he is ignorant in many ways. And like Rachel hit on, that doesn't last forever, thanks to the DeLacy family for enlightening him on certain things. Needless to say, additionally, We can now see how the two characters parallel as Victor Innocence is lonely, which can be one of the underlying causes for the monster's creation alone. In addition, it is no secret that the monster has no friends and no family, and I think that's how that affects how he moves on a day-to-day basis. As Rachel said previously, he never did anything out of pure malice or hatred, more so than it being a vacancy within his whole life. The two characters seem to be the same person, but in different forms, as they are both trying to learn and seek more than what they have been provided throughout their life circumstances.
1: That's a really, really good point. That's a really good point, I think.
0: Well, I think that concludes our podcast today. It was an amazing podcast. I would like to give a sincere thank you to Gabby, Just, and Rachel for the insight and how it helped bring the podcast into a deeper place. Well, that's all we have for this episode. This is Our Life in Books, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.